Howdy folks, welcome to the new Sprint Commando. I'm your host, Ed Moore. Today we're going to be looking at Aerosol Comics Elf Lord, issue number two, on sale April 1986. Now, if you want to get in touch, you can get me at Teal Productions on Blue Sky, Twitter, and Facebook. Teal is T-E-A-L. In addition, News P Commando on Twitter. I am IndieMan at gmail.com is the email address. And comicbooknoise.com slash TNC is the website where you can find the episodes. Now, the book we're looking at is scripted, penciled, and inked by Barry Blair with penciling and inking assistance from Patrick McNown, Wang Yap, and Bruce Blair. The cover is by McNown and Barry Blair. Reprinting is, is kind of interesting. All six issues of this first volume of Elf Lord were reprinted by Aerosol in a trade paperback, 140 pages, in 1987, the next year. Now, on the cover, it indicates the black and wife Black and white. Wow. Excuse me. The black and white compilation. It uh, doesn't say that on the indicia, just on the outside cover. Um, I've never seen one in the wild. I don't have one, but I do see them pretty regularly on eBay, it seems. So I guess they're not overly rare, but well, nonetheless, I haven't seen one in the wild. So that's the only reprint of this series. Now, looking at the front cover, we have images of the Wizard Doran, Hawk Erickson, and Pure Breeze, who are our main individuals that we're looking at here. It's kind of an interesting cover. We have Doran, who's shoulder and has a cape kind of half covering his face, so we just see from the nose up. And then down below that, framed in the cape that he's holding up, is Hawk Erickson and Pure Breeze, male and female uh, of our elves that we've been following so far. Inside cover is an image of... uh, I don't know if this is a, an elf. It's an elf that's been, uh, I don't know, it's a wild elf or it's been crossed with a troll or a gnome or something, but it's it's got pointy ears like an elf. But in this world, I don't know that that's the only indication of an elf. Uh, we have the creatives listed here. First page of the story, part one, the Valley of the Endless Mists. Windblade is saying it's down there somewhere in the mists, the stone. I can feel it, Hawk. And we are, our group is Hawk Erickson, Pure Breeze, Windblade Green Sleeves, and Captain Brolo. And they are looking for, well, they're looking for the stone, and they're going to find it in the possession of Ephrian, who is a wizard. So they're walking through the forests, and it's, you know, a spooky, smoky kind of forest. I like the, the way that the mists and the fog are drawn or, laid over the drawing, actually. Snakes and creepy crawlies all through the forest and hidden in the forest, a, a kind of a, it, it's kind of like the uh, an arching root that's been filled in with stones and a, and a door inset in those stones covering the hole that the root has made by arching. Okay. It's all very natural looking. Uh, and on the door, it says, please wipe feet before entering. And sitting out front is a little, I guess, another elf, uh, grizzled, older, long, facial-haired, little cap-wearing, glasses-wearing wizard elf. So he invites him inside, says, we've got some tea inside, so come on in and, and drink with us. And while they're sitting there, he, uh, Ephrian, animates the teapot, pouring the tea, the sugar dispenser, pulling 
spoons of sugar out of it, and the cream dispenser uh, and animates them all on legs with arms and whatnot, filling the different cups and things like that. Ephraim goes and pulls a sphere, uh, a stone, actually, a stone of power, although it's a perfect glowy circle. It doesn't look like a, a, a stone at all. It looks like a sphere. Hands it to Windblade, who recognizes it and says, I can feel its power draining into me. It's like like remembering something I forgot a long time ago. So apparently he has a dispensation for wizardry, for magic wielding, at the very least. Ephraim gets everyone some... Um, more woodsy clothes. Let's see, what does he call them? Yeah, woodsman clothes, uh, which is interesting because what it does is it exposes more of Pure Breeze as she's walking around from the clothing she had on before. Kind of funny. So Hawk, Pure Breeze, and Captain Brolo leave, leaving Windblade in the care of Ephrian to learn the magical arts. And we see a little tender moment here showing us that Pure Breeze and Hawk have uh, more in common than perhaps what we have seen or been led to believe so far here in the story. And as they are emoting together here, they are uh, besieged by a couple, looks like a couple big ogre-looking elves. A fight ensues. Hawk is taken down a little bit. Pure Breeze is most certainly taken down. Brolo is just kind of cast away with. He's the the funny, foppish kind of character of this group. And then as Hawk gets up and he's about to take out the last, uh, the, the final of the two Nomi Ogre elves, a uh, dude is struck by, I don't know, eight to ten arrows from like all sides. Just you can imagine as all the arrows are released and, and hit him. He falls to the ground and Hawk looks around and realizes that they're completely surrounded. But they're surrounded by elves that have escaped when Doran took over the town. Remember last issue, he killed the king uh, and subsequently took over. Well, a lot of the soldiers, pages, squires, serfs, and townsfolk escaped. And this is a group of them, maybe not all of them, but this is a group of them who have been trying to whatever, gather forces, uh, evade the official capture, you know, what what have you. But Hawk is has run into them, and they explain to Hawk what has happened, and Hawk explains what he wants to do. Back-to-back uh, -back panels, rather long soliloquies here. And so immediately it looks like Hawk's got him a, a, a little force here of, you know, who knows, 30, 40, 50 elves that he can control. Cut back to Greenhaven, where now we are talking to or not talking to, but we are watching the witch Nendo, who is being attended to by several dwarves here. She is very large and uh, very unwieldy as far as getting around. They're helping her get around, but she also is surrounded by these odd three-legged one-antenna creatures that um, she sent up and attacked Koeta last issue uh, in his uh, store, in his house, wherever they were. They burrowed through the floor and all that. So that's her. She's still looking for this power uh, artifact and sees a, has a scrying sphere that she looks and she sees outside uh, Coetta's tavern. And then she can see inside now where Coetta and Bran are talking to someone here. 
some kind of priest, I guess, because he's dressed in uh, brown robes and he has no hair all the way down to this line right above his eyebrows and it circles all the way around. And then behind his ears in the back of his head, he has hair. So it's, it's like the, that monkish kind of cut that we see a lot where the very top of the head doesn't have any hair on it. It looks like what he's got. And they go and there's a couple retainers here of Coetta's and they have this scepter of power that they give him that they had packed and everything, but they finally give to him. He's, he's wanting it for whatever reason. And also at the same time that we see it unwrapped, the witch Nendo sees it unwrapped too. She says the scepter, the one door in is after the only thing he fears. Nendo, the witch knows this, that if she has this mighty scepter, Dorn would bow down to her. Nendo wants this scepter. Jump cut here to the kitchens, it looks like, of the Greenhaven Castle, where uh, just a nasty dude named Weather Snike is messing with one of the elven uh, service women here, telling them that the Prince and Vanian, or the Princess and Vanian, are on their way, and they need to start getting food ready and the the rooms ready and all that kind of stuff. We're introduced to Pike um, here also who works out in the stable and he's found a brooch that he gives to this young elf serving wench that uh, Weathersnike kicked and, and abused rather unkindly. He goes off back to the stables, has an encounter with a page for the captain who is with Vanian looking for this brooch. N- nobody has it. Nobody knows where it is. Wuthersnike uh, goes down into the dungeons to speak to Doran because the princess and Vanian have arrived, and we have an encounter with Falcon, who we know stayed and was captured last issue. Looks like Wuthersnike is getting ready to torture Falcon, but he's here in a cage suspended from the ceiling. So he goes up, talks to Vanian. Uh, they, they talk about this power staff Scepter, power scepter that nobody's been able to find. And Doran has a uh, a little pouty session here about he knows who has the scepter or he doesn't know who has the scepter, but he'll find it. I'll send a shade or two. And he laughs as he's starting to gesticulate in some kind of dark evil power here. We have a little editorial letter from Ken... Campbell, the publisher, an advert here asking, are you missing out? Subscribe now and the next 12 exciting issues of Elf Lord or Samurai will be mailed to your door at a savings of more than 12% of the newsstand price. So basically, you can get one year of either Elf Lord or Samurai for $18. I imagine you could get a year of both, 36 and they have t-shirts in red and white for 12 US, small, medium, and large. And that's, that's, so I, right now I couldn't wear a t-shirt because I'd need another 2XL, either 4XL or 3XLT, one or the other. Next page is an advert for a subscription to Elf Lord or Samurai, 12 issues for 18 bucks US. Um, I suppose you could get them both. That'd be 36 bucks for a year of, of both of them. Elf Lord doesn't go six issues in this volume. This volume only goes six. Now, the second volume goes more than 12. Uh, Samurai, I believe, goes 12 issues. So I don't know what they would do, but things aren't going to last the way they're looking at them here. Uh, you can also get t-shirts, red and white for $12 US, small, medium, and large. Wouldn't work for me. I need at least a 3XLT or a 4XL. So... I need twice the shirt, uh, roughly, that they're going here. 
MTL Distributors of Gloucester, Ontario, Canada, is where you send everything. Next page, MapleCon 8 Science Fiction and Comic Book Convention in Ottawa. Stephen R. Donaldson and Phil Foglio are the guests. Stephen R. Donaldson of the uh, Thomas Covenant, the Unbeliever prose series. I read those. I enjoyed the first trilogy, the second trilogy, not so much. Phil Foglio, I know by name, but I don't know that I could suss out any of his art, really, if I saw it. Uh, Plus other writers and artists from Matrix and Air Cell. Air Cell, I I am rather familiar with. Matrix, um, Matrix something publications was the full name. So I haven't been able to locate much about them, so I don't know what they did or or anything like that. Uh, you can get a single room for 55 bucks. That's not bad. That's the convention, right? Uh, inside back cover is an advert for Samurai Monthly. And then back cover has Bran and Coda, the priesty dude that they were talking to, and the two pages. Bran standing here. He's got almost a, a yin-yang symbol on his chest, uh, and he's dual wielding. Uh, they probably are going to be katanas because of the whole orientalness of the elves here, but it's kind of hard to say. This is by Mr.'s uh, Blair and McCown on the back cover, printed in Canada, it tells us here. So, so that is Elf Lord. Um, so we have Hawk, Pure Breeze, Captain Brolo, uh, who have united with a large group of elves here that. Probably Hawk is going to be able to command. Uh, inside the town of Greenhaven, we have Bran and Kota and a couple elves there. Uh, Kota has the Power Scepter, which is important because both the Witch Nendo and the Wizard Doran are looking for the Power Scepter. Uh, the Witch Nendo lives underground. The Wizard Doran is now the king of Greenhaven and surrounding communities. So... Uh, not sure about this weather snake dude. He looks pretty nasty with the patch over one eye. Uh, or I, I'm sorry, that's Vanian. Uh, weather snake is just a scuzz kind of dude. Uh, Pike, Falcon, a couple more elves that they have gone so far as to name. Probably they will show up in, in some sort of encounter. Not really sure. And and that's what we have for this second issue of Elf Lord. Looking at my handy-dandy schedule, looks like the next newsprint commando is a Tuesday edition where I'll be talking about Silver Star from Jack Kirby and Wild Animals, both of those from Pacific Comics. And then the next regular episode will be X-Mutants number two in a couple weeks. So those are what you have to look forward to, uh, provided you look forward to any of this. I appreciate you listening in to me. Uh, Past couple episodes, I think, have been a little bit different Um, recording setup, so they've probably sounded a little different. I'll leave it up to you if they sound better or worse. Uh, I think they sound a little bit better, so I'm probably going to keep what I've got now moving forward uh, with this new setup. Either way, um, that is what I'll be talking about the next couple episodes, guys. Join me or not at your leisure. Thanks. Talk to you later. Ciao.